Hello, everyone. This is Mangum Talks, The Last of Us. This is a Last of Us review podcast brought to you by the folks at Mangum Talks. If you're new to us, we do an awful lot of television and movie review podcast. I am your host, Lee. I am joined by my co-host, Spencer. Spencer, how are you? Doing fine, man. So I'm excited to do Last of Us because we've done an awful lot of television reviews, right? We've done we have. This is true. a lot of really good television, too. We've done stuff like Succession. We've recently done um, House of the Dragon. We've done White Lotus. All this type of stuff, right? Every single one of those, I knew something about. I know nothing about this <laughs> other than the guy from Mandalorian is in it. Pedro and it's Pascal. a television. It, we're, no, it's a, it's a video game. Yes. So what Adaptation. do you know about The Last of Us? I am not a PlayStation guy, but I have played The Last of Us before. It is one of their flagship game series. It's one of their exclusives by which Sony makes all of their money and sadly keeps beating Xbox year after year. And it's a very well-regarded game for the quality of its story and also its world-building in terms of playing an oppressive oppressive and depressing post-apocalyptic setting. It's exceptionally well-regarded, and so there's a lot of hope going into this that this may be another on what is now a growing list of quality video game adaptations. Well, I know it's got juice, right? Because it skipped the 10 episode format. I think it, I think they're doing 12 or 13. So I adore that so much. Yeah. In order to get HBO to do that, you, you have to have juice, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I've looked around kind of like the internet. I've seen that there's an awful lot of Last of Us review podcasts out there, but for the video game. Yeah, right? So I don't know how many people are actually going to be reviewing this show on a week by week basis, but we will. We will review it every Tuesday, right? So a new episode will come out on Sunday night, 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. and we will be with you Tuesday night to Wednesday morning time frame with a review podcast, and we'll review it like we do most of the review podcasts we do here on the Mangum Talks podcast channel. We'll start with a recap, then we'll go to best line of the episode, then we'll do some segments. We typically change the segments based on the type of show, mm-hmm. what we're seeing. I don't know what we'll do for that. If there's something like this, yeah. we might do like, uh, you know, who 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 dies next? Uh, who's going to sur- ultimately survive? I've Things got, like that. I've got some options I think we should ponder. I'll, I'll discuss these with you. We will surprise our audience with it when the time comes. Absolutely. So we will be back with you on the Tuesday following the premiere of Last of Us. Now, Last of Us is going to premiere on January 15th, so we've got about a couple weeks. Spencer, anything you are hoping from the series? Anything you, since you do know a little bit more about it from me, is there anything you're hoping to see or excited about? This series will live and die based on the chemistry and the relationship that forms between the two main characters. This, if, this, if the series can so nail that. So it's the that, guy from Mandalorian and the girl from Game of Thrones, and that's the thing, right? Quality actors. They can pull this off. Okay, got it. But if they can develop a... Working relationship between the two of them, that's what everybody loves about the series, is the relationship of Bond, which is the first, first game of the series, between the two of them. If that lands, the series will succeed, because that's what that was catnip for everybody going in anyway. So Pedro Pascal has to give dad vibes, basically. He's strong dad vibes. Oh, he's, I mean, come on, strong. dude. He's been doing the training. Three, three years with Grogu. I didn't think of it that way. He's he has had it. baby Yoda. He's mastered this already. He already has it, already has it down. He's good to go. Now... Will the complete lack of face work that he basically had to do in that role be any hindrance for him? Well, you yeah. have to remember that he has face muscles. So, no, because actually, Pedro Pascal, I know that word's flipping him in million, he actually does the face stuff as he's acting it. Like, he'll, he'll do it under the mask. Did not know that. So, really. he's not, yeah, he's not like, he's not stone faced. So, he's ready. He's got his reps in, man. He's ready to be dad on Ad- Last of Us. Admittedly. Moments we've seen his face on The Mandalorian have still been incredibly stellar. His crying scene, his ba- is ba- baby Yoda's being taken away from him by Luke. And he crushed charts. it as the Red Viper in Game of Thrones. We know this guy can act. We've seen it before. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that having him, he's, he's you know, HBO is very interesting because, and we do, most of our television review ends up lining up with HBO. We're not sponsored by HBO or anything. We just 
happen to like some HBO shows, HBO tends to not greenlight stuff without some reason, mm-hmm. right? You can always tie it to something. House of the Dragon, the reason was Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones because of the success of the the, the novels, right? Um, Girls, for example. Sure. That got greenlit because Judd Apatow was an executive producer. Mm-hmm. There's always something behind it. So I, we just recently were watching a show called Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO. Mindy Kaling writes it from The Office. So there's mm-hmm. always a reason, right? And I think that the reason for this one, weirdly enough... Is the video game, of course. Sure. But that Pedro Pascal's in it. He's gotten that big. He that has, like if, if he, he can be now. the reason now that these things get greenlit. We also are in a world now of where video game movies, I mean, you know, video game movies, video adaptations are generally shit. They have a hell of a reputation for being Except for games. Halo, which was really awesome and you like that one. Shut up. Shut up he, so hard. He hated the Halo. I hated it very he much so. It. Oh man, did he but, hate it. Uh, we are now in a world of where Arcane came out. And Arcane gave a lot of goodwill for the idea that video game adaptations, games, shows set in video game worlds, can be well-written, can be successful, can be artistically creative in a way that's just not copying the video game itself. So I think that gives them a lot of positive interest, a lot of hope, that this too can land well. I think that's a great point, that Arcane is is going to, hopefully, I hope, Breathe some life into that genre. Yeah. Because they've had a lot of failures trying to adapt things from video games. And I think it's for the reason you just said. I was really smart. I think if they just take the fucking story from the video game and dump it into a, a television show, mm-hmm. we're, first off, the people who play the video game aren't interested, mm-hmm. right? And those stories aren't written for television. They're it, written to be it's played. A, it's a different medium. They need to respect it, but at the same time recognize the different means the story is now being told. Because I'm not now wandering through there by means of my controller and shooting people at various directions. That's not obviously how you can tell the story. Right. They need to actually now ground it in the setting of television while still paying full respect and homage to where it came from. It's a difficult balancing act to do, but we've seen now that it can be done. Yeah, Arcane was on Netflix. Uh, I guess it's from the League of Legends world. It is. And um, fan, absolutely fantastic. I yeah. thought that was really, really good. So if, if, if less of us can 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 land anywhere close to that, I think we're going to be good. And I think it will. I mean, HBO clearly liked what they saw with the pilot. This mm-hmm. this followed a more traditional um, green light process from HBO mm-hmm. where you know it was pitched, it was considered, it was in development. They got some big names attached to it, and then it got greenlit for a pilot. They saw the pilot. They liked the pilot. Then they, they allowed the 12 or 13 episodes, whatever it's going to be. So they liked what they saw early on. And they and they approved it in the more cost-cutting Disney era. Uh, I'm sorry, HBO era, too. HBO's having to be much more mm, penny-conscious than they were previously with their new budget constraints and, sadly, show elimination issues. So the fact, Warner, they're green, yeah. the, the fact they're greenlighting this says that they've got some confidence in it. Yeah, Time Warner purchased HBO, and apparently they just decided to start cutting a bunch of stuff. We'll see how long that lasts. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this one, we get a bunch of episodes. We get Pedro Pascal. We get the um, Bella Ramsey, I believe is her name, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> who is going to be the the sort of co, co-star here for Last of Us. I'm really excited. So we're going to be back with you on the Tuesday following the premiere of episode one of Last of Us, I will go through a recap. We will hit best line of the episode. Spencer has some ideas for some segments which we will debut on episode one. We really hope you will join us here on Mangum Talks The Last of Us. If you're interested in listening to us talk about this podcast, joining us as we watch it week by week, please subscribe. And as you go through the podcast, as you go through the weeks, you know, any rating and reviewing you can do also helps us, uh, you know, build the audience, build more people who are interested in the show who want to engage with us and talk about it because that's what makes us all fun Mm -hmm. okay all right we'll be back with you on tuesday after the premiere of last of us thanks for listening